0: Hello, LionCook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the LionCook Thoughts Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Welcome back to another episode. On today's episode, I have two topics that I wanted to discuss in this solo podcast episode. The first off being the news that came out, the reporting from the New York Times about SurfSafe and more so how SurfSafe and the funds generated by SurfSafe goes into lobbying against minimum wage increases for line cooks it's very interesting to read obviously very disheartening to see that because ServSafe is a well-respected and well-recognized and sometimes legally uh, needed certif- certification for food safety and to see that the funds from that going to the national restaurant association are then being used to lobby against uh, not only minimum wage increases for cooks but in the past uh, Health care provided by employers, uh, I will say that's very disheartening to hear, and it's something that I think is worth discussing. The other topic in today's solo podcast is a question I laid out to you all on my Instagram and Twitter feed asking, What is more important, creativity or consistency? And I'm very in- excited to get into that. I'm very interested to share um, your thoughts, interested in hearing what you have to say, what you have to think about it, and uh, talking about it over on the podcast. But before we begin, Please go to lioncookthoughts.com and put in your email at the subscribe to our newsletter button. I put out a newsletter every Monday giving uh, tips, ideas, uh, information, articles I find interesting, gear, anything I find interesting. I've been doing this for over four years now and I find so much. So every Monday I send out a little newsletter that is very short, probably takes two minutes to read. And it's just some quick information for you to start your week in the kitchen. Also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review an honest review is all i ask it helps me get more exposure it lets me know how to get better as a podcaster lets me know what you like and don't like about the show so leave a review on apple or spotify thank you all for listening and here we go so going into my first topic what a headline by the new york times and it's something that caught my attention a lot of people have been talking about i think if you're a cook you should really know about this So it's basically how restaurant workers help pay for lobbying to keep their wages low. The national restaurant association uses mandatory $15 food safety classes to turn waiters and cooks into unwitting funders of its battle against minimum wage increases. This is a piece by the New York times, something I was very surprised to hear. Maybe not too surprised, but definitely didn't make the connection. I don't think a lot of people did. And yeah, it's definitely something that is uh, not great, not great at all. Uh, So going into kind of what this, uh, article is about is basically as if you might know as many of you may know there is a class called serve Safe. there's a certification called serve Safe. you need to do it every uh three to five years depending on your location and for some managerial positions it's required by law to have this so some states do have a mandatory need to be certified by serve Safe in order to be a food manager and different cities have may have their just, like different food handlers uh, requirements, but some states states specifically do require serve safe, and or a class like it. And so, going into this, you know, serve safe is something I have. I've had this since uh, 2015. I just renewed mine last year, and it's something that I've you know, it's a standard for a lot of restaurants. I think the New York Times, you know, kind of talks about how you know how many how important this is and how this is like the mainstay in terms of food safety certifications. I think they do a good job explaining that, but I, I think I would almost overemphasize that this is like the thing that many, many, many employers, chefs, food business owners look for in regards to you knowing your food safety. It's definitely something that is highly important and for good reason. You know, I don't want to, obviously we'll get to the funding in a second, but I think certifications like this are needed. It's are import, They are important. There are benchmark showing that you understand food safety, food protocol, and how to run and operate and maintain a safe kitchen for guests to eat in and workers to, to cook in. So I will say that while the fun aspect of it is not great, the actual certification I find very valuable. And if there's anything I would, I guess, disagree with a little bit with New York Times is they put in their article. I feel like they downplay it. You know, they they, they say serve, safe ask some basic questions. Uh, And it's like, you know, bathing daily is like one of the things they test on, which they do test, you know, you have to wash your hands and whatnot, but they do go much more in depth into food safety, into the temperature danger zone, different cooking temps for different proteins, how to, you know, how to manage storing a walk-in, all those different things, different illnesses or viruses that can be found in food, Um, you know, even goes into some maintenance, general maintenance stuff about your restaurant. And um, you know, if a sewer leak comes, what do you have to do then? So I do think there's a lot of highly relevant, highly important information in the serve safe examination. I think the course is um, needed in the content sense and the benchmark sense for food management. And I do think it is something that is highly useful. And I think it's something that shows that you've taken the time and the preparedness to be food safe, which is one of, if not the most important thing to do when you're running or managing a food operation. All that to say, I strictly want to talk about what New York Times reported on with the wages and the, or the money being spent to keep wages down. So this article states, obviously this class costs around $15. And so this is funded, this is created by the National Restaurant Association, which is, I will say, an association that seems to be a blessing and a curse in some regards. You do get a lot of great high level data for them, but there's also this lobbying arm to them that is obviously negative. And so the National Restaurant Association uh, is is lobbying basically or, or donating to fight the increase of minimum wage. So how New York Times lays it out is restaurant owners take control of this training business in 2007 and started to push states to mandate this course. So since 2010, 3.6 3.6 million workers have taken it, bringing in $25 million of revenue since 2010. This is per the article, and they also report that the National Restaurant Association spending on politics doubled from 2007 to 2021. And they were also, according to New York Times, a major force in Obama and the, during the Obama, Obama and Clinton administrations for limiting limiting employer provided health care options. So, what does this mean for you all? It means a couple of things that I think are important. One, I think it's very important as an industry that we focus on the basics. And I know I always go back to this, but yes, being passionate about aircraft is important. Yes, going after certain awards is important, but there is still such a need of focus. There's a focus needed on the basics of how this industry is made up. All right, so we have the certification. Where's the money going and why is it going to where it's going? You know, I think it's so disheartening is it's a career move or it's a good thing to have in your career set to be serve safe, certified, but at the same time, it's working against you pay wise and monetarily wise. And, you know, to see that the national restaurant association is doing this, you know, lobbies against the raising of minimum wages and their, some of their fight is, oh, well, it's going to be an undue hardship on restaurant owners, I mean, there has to be a push and pull. There has to be a quality of life for the workers that are working in these restaurants. And so to see serve Safe being used in this way, or the, the money being used in this way, um, uh, is really been, is really, really disheartening. And, you know, in the article, it says for people that, um, are, you know, looking at other options. I mean, honestly, off the top of my head, I don't really don't know any other options. I know there's some out there, but, in my opinion, SurfSafe is such of a big part of the industry. It's such a big name that it's like, what do we do to demand change? What do we do to kind of let the national restaurant association know that we don't, um, that we don't value where they're putting their money. And I will say that beyond going elsewhere, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know it's more so like what you know where do you go when there's such an accredited uh certification i I mean i'll be honest with the serve safe certification it's for me it's one of those it's one of those fundamental things um it's one of those fundamental things that you need in the industry in terms of a certification to show that you know what you're doing in a basic way and so i i don't really know what the answer is besides propping up uh, other other food safety courses that can be useful, that can be help, that can be used to show your competency in food safety. But going into this New York Times article, I just think it's super important that we as an industry really look at, you know, these organizations such as the National Restaurant Association and see what exactly it is they're doing with their money. And are they more so business owner focused or labor focused? And why are they focused on these certain things? So I really encourage all of you to go read this New York Times uh, article. I think it's very, very informative. And I'm really interested to see kind of what the backlash leads to in regards to the serve safe um, conversation. Because like I said, it, it's kind of insane that it's like a requirement and also something that's working against your wage increase. But it's something that is very, um, I think, important for us all to pay attention to and something that I think it's very important to speak on. So what's the solution to this? Well, as I was saying before, you know, there is a and looking at on Twitter and looking at some restaurant operators comments, it's almost as if the Surfsafe brand has a monopoly on food safety certifications. I guarantee if you were to ask any other any chef go to any business owners restaurant, ask them besides Surfsafe, what's another food safety accredited course that you can have as a worker to show that you're food safe compliant? Uh, they probably can't tell you one. So Na- nation's restaurant news uh, recently reported that one fair wage an organization fighting to raise the minimum wage and end the SIP credit. Just, an- just announced that it launched a food safety training program called just.safe.food and it's designed designed to compete with the national restaurant Association's serve safe. It is going to be $10 to take and the money will go towards advocacy organizations that support raising the minimum wage and giving workers benefits. This is again, one fair wage. Now, is this going to be tough time will tell is this going to be something that's accepted you know serve Safe being such a big name having so much prominence especially over the last decade or two uh, if you show up with a one fair wage certification um, is that is that going to be good enough is that going to be recognized And because, you know, you look on job descriptions and you look at in the industry and a lot of places say serve, safe, certified, required. It doesn't say food safety course required. It doesn't even say food safety course or serve safe required. It literally only says serve safe certification required for this job. Like it's a job requirement for a lot of places, especially as you get into managerial levels. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Is there room to create another food safety certification? What do we say to the National Restaurant Association? And will you be renewing your serve safe? And if it push comes to shove and you're looking to get a job that requires serve safe, are you still going to get it? Or are you going to communicate that this is not an effective certification to have and you're going to be going elsewhere to get your food safety certification? So much to think about. So much to talk about. Let me know. Email me at linecookthoughts at outlook.com or DM me on Instagram at linecookthoughts. So I recently, recently been putting a lot more questions out into the community because I want these solo episodes to kind of reflect where you all are at right now in the industry. I think it's so cool when I have an idea to be able to put it out there and have, you know, a thousand or 2000 people look at it and then some people respond and answer the question I pose. So the question for you, this podcast, this is the one I asked on my Instagram and Twitter is your answers to be discussed on the podcast, consistency or creativity, which is more important and why? Super simple. I'll share my thoughts after I go through yours. And here we go. So first up, someone I love following at Lady Line Cook on Instagram says, "Consistency always. Can't have creativity if you don't master that first. Creativity will come after you have consistency." And I totally agree with this, and I think I'm really aligned with this take. I think you know having that the consistent basics down help you become creative. Consistently knowing how to brunoise a carrot, consistently knowing how to make a stock, consistently knowing how to make a hollandaise. The basics and fundamentals of kitchens, going even further, consistently knowing how to open up a restaurant, turning the fryers on, getting the gas stoves lit, all those different things. Those consistent things each and every day that allow you to perform, that allow you to have an arena to create our ideal, They're the bedrock, the most important parts of operating a kitchen and working in a kitchen. And so I would I would align with this. I think at Lady Line Cook has a really great perspective on the industry. Go check her work out at Lady Line Cook on Instagram. And thank you, Hanaleh, for sharing. Here we go. This next one is from at Stephanie Frank Avila on Instagram. And she says, consistency over creativity for sure. A good chef will make sure they are building a menu that is attainable for the cooks they have to maintain without burnout. Many restaurants are trying to do too much and either burn out their cooks or sacrifice quality in trying to do too many crazy things. Once consistency is achieved, and there is room for lots of fun and creativity. And once your cooks settle in and become stronger, you can start pushing them to continue to grow with more complex and creative menus. A great chef can make a menu that is both creative and consistent, but start with consistency and build from there. I really agree with this as well. I think a big gap a big thing that hurdles a lot of new cooks and chefs in the industry is a lot of change i don't i think having great systems is the key to a great restaurant and what do i mean by that you know i've been able to work in some food you know in some restaurants in some other food uh, businesses where systems were key creativity was very much a part of it but having set systems was fundamental to success being able to have people come in and do their job and do it effectively and know what they're doing and being comfortable in what they're doing leads to those creative outputs. If you're always anxious, if you're always unsure, if you're never on sure footing when you're doing your job, how can you ever build a foundation to be creative upon? And so I really agree with you, Stephanie, on this. And I really thank you for sharing because creativity can only come when you're... I think about it this way. I think this is a good way to think about it for me is like, You know, it's hard to be creative about a dish when you don't have a job, right? When you're not set in a restaurant. You know, you can think about all these dishes, but you'll need to eventually make a dish set to a certain restaurant or a certain job you're in. Once you get the job, once you get into the systems, then you can start to create. But if you're just creating dishes, but you don't have anywhere to cook them or anywhere to put them, then like, what's the point? It's the same thing for me. Having that balance having those systems being able to get in lets me then be creative because i'm sure of what i'm doing i'm sure of the directions i need to go and i'm sure of the product i need to build out so i do definitely agree with this at hannah sharp who i also always enjoy hearing from shares tough one compelling sound arguments can be made for one over the other i'm excited to listen to this episode and see what the overall verdict is thank you hannah personally i believe that consistency can lead to creativity as Paolo picasso is attributed to saying learn the rules like a pro to break them like an artist consistency comes from learning and part of creativity stems from what you have learned along the way kind of what we've been talking about but i really like the Pablo Picasso quote i think it's super true true you know i think a lot of cooks in the beginning want to create and want to put things together uh, but If you really don't know the fundamentals of cooking, it's going to be hard to put out a tangible good product. I think a lot of people get caught because they have the idea of what they want to make, but they don't have the skills to make the original version. So when they make a version that they've created upon, it's a nightmare. It's ruinous. It's something that you can't really eat or isn't enjoyable or isn't a full dish or a full idea. So you can have ideas and you can have these uh, wants to create things. But if you don't have a solid foundation, a solid skill set and a solid way to ideate and actually roadmap how you're going to go from idea to plate to dish that is edible and enjoyable and you know fits into cost and everything else in between then it's going to be very hard so thank you hannah for sharing that this is from chris spear at chefs without restaurants obviously a recent guest on the show and someone i really enjoy chatting with as far as consistency goes i'm more interested in improvement i'm not interested in something that's consistently mediocre so if i have to choose I'm going with creativity. This is a great point. And I think this is really something that I, uh, this is like a good counterpoint to the consistency argument. If you're consistently mediocre, then obviously it's not gonna be good. So there needs to be an elevation. And this is gonna kinda tie into my ending on this question. Maybe it was a trick question, some would say, but I think it's also important how we look at these things. Consistently improving is I think always the goal. I think where consistency fails and where creativity doesn't is consistency can be relied on to not improve. Consistency can be relied on to not be creative, to not push forward, to not break a new boundary for yourself. And so when you're relying or pride yourself on consistency, is that so you don't improve or you don't have to do the work to improve? Or is it consistent in improving and making yourself better along the way? Very good point by Chris. Thank you for sharing that. All right, this one's for from at B underscore NYE94. And they say both with the two raised hands emojis, like shrugging shoulders. Uh, I just did that, but you can't see that because it's a microphone. So shout out to me. And it's the three C's, consistency, creativity, and communication. Very important. Definitely for another podcast. Love this. Consistency, creativity, and communication. At Junior Visuals, J R V I I I S U A L S is how it's spelled. Shares consistent creativity, so that's a blend. I like it. And so this is from at Andrew Azel. It's Andrew and then A C Z E L on Instagram. And they say for overall long-term success, consistency is more important. Long-term consumers are more drawn to something that is familiar and reliable over something that may be a little more experimental. There's still a market out there for experimental and creativity can bring a customer in, but with, but what will keep them there is consistency. This is my Noma versus McDonald's article or argument, article, wow, argument, Noma versus McDonald's, Noma, the apex of creativity and food, the apex of what it means to be, what it could mean to be a creative culinary genius, McDonald's consistent. You always know what you're going to get. And if you like McDonald's, you're always going to like what you get because you know it's always going to be that same thing and it's good. Obviously, McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar company. Noma obviously is well-respected. All the accolades, all the stars in, in its own right. At the end of the day, if you were to look at it business to business, McDonald's is far more superior. If you look at it from a creativity standpoint, I would say Noma is superior, but I would also say that there was a lot of creative process in getting McDonald's to be consistent. And this is where I come back to a blend of the two. There's a lot of creativity in how McDonald's is able to remain consistent within their food product. How you can get the same burger in New York and the same burger in California and have it taste the exact same is a creative feat in and of itself. So it's not only where we're defining creativity or what we're defining as creative, but what realm where we're defining creativity. Is it in the food? Is it in the system? Is it in the process? Is Noma consistently Uh, pushing new boundaries. They're consistent in that sense, but they're creative in the ideas that they're putting onto a plate. So very true. But overall, I would agree with this, that a lot of times consumers, to get brand loyalty, to get a loyalty to something that you want to continue spending your money on or investing your time in, you want it to be consistent. We all crave consistency at a base level. And we love the stuff that excites us, but we also, the consistent, nature of most things in our life comforts us. The consistent idea that coffee is always going to give me a caffeine rush. And then obviously a caffeine, um, what do you call it? When you crash, when I am in the middle of the afternoon, you know, the the consistent things in life comfort us. And so there's a blend of both and there's a blend to get there, but long-term success, I think there has to be consistency in some way. And so I would agree with chef Andrew on that. This is at five out chef and says time and place for both. And then at Dougie underscore flesh says consistency dot 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 are you joking? Um, and I, okay, so I mean I would agree that consistency is very important. I do think creativity is needed, but I like the um, I like the uh, stance here. And then at underscore or at Roots underscore Hospitality, I'm very curious to see the results of this ho- of this good question. Thank you for the fire emoji. I hope you're listening, Roots. And then at Cameron J. Lucas, while consistency is important from a cost and overall management perspective, I think creativity is more important. It allows your staff to showcase what they're really capable of. And sure, you can make a conscious effort to promote promote consistency once the creative aspects are worked out. But I believe creativity is more important. It's part of what makes the entire industry worthwhile. I agree and I disagree. And I'll go with what I agree first. Absolutely, creativity among chefs is what makes this industry so much damn fun. Creativity in food, creativity in plating, in recipe development, all of these different things. It's what makes food so exciting, how to morph different ingredients. I mean, think about the onion, such a boring drab ingredient, yet it's a building block in so many different cuisines, so many different recipes, so many different dishes. So I agree that creativity is what makes the industry worthwhile. What I don't agree with though, is putting it above consistency. I don't know that I can do that because you say it in the beginning, While well, consistency is important from a cost and overall management perspective. Now that is important. You can't be creative if you don't have a restaurant to work in. You can't be creative if you don't have a staff to pay. So in my personal view, and this isn't a negative way of arguing, but if my view over time, I found that consistency in order to have cost and management be able to you know staff your restaurant, staff your businesses, I find that more important first, obviously, because without it, you can't create. And I think where a lot of operators and people in the industry have gotten caught is they put creativity over consistency. As we see with major restaurants, sometimes they don't work out. That can be something that doesn't work out long term. Just a thought, but Cameron, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts on that. This is from at TM underscore hair. Consistency is always best. You can write the most creative menu ever. But if you can't execute it consistently, then it's all for naught. There's a reason consistent restaurants and chefs are more successful. You nail down consistency, then you have free reign to get creative with things. I will also say that saying consistency so much in this podcast, I realize now is such a difficult thing to do, but correct on this too. If you... Can't execute consistently on your creative endeavors. Maybe the skill level's too high. Maybe you've pushed the boundaries too far beyond your staff limitations. Maybe your restaurant limitations, maybe maybe, you know, a lot of times people go too creative and they push their guest limitations. They go way too far off the spectrum of what a guest can tolerate. And that is a negative for the restaurant. So just some thoughts here. At Brent B cooking, what are you being consistent about if you didn't create anything? But you also need to be consistent before you can allow creativity creative and development consistent in delivery i think this is the perfect blend i think this is what i'm going to get to in a second at maddie pastry says both at melissa.jonda.35 says i can't do one without the other and then the last one on instagram at hazy golden daisy consistency for sure it doesn't matter how creative you are if you're not getting up and doing your craft then you're not getting better get off your ass and do the damn thing i love this last one and this is important to me because she's not going from a so much plate perspective but a career perspective and i think this is super important and i'm going to relate this to the podcast and then we'll go back to going about my final verdict on creativity versus consistency um and this is i'm also going to read some stuff off twitter some responses on twitter but i want to go into this real quick so In your career, you need to be really consistent. You need to show up to work every day. You need to give it your all, you know, give it a really great effort. You need to really show up. You need to really do your job. If you're more creative than, than consistent in your career, let's think about this. So, yeah, you can be super creative, but you don't show up every day. You don't put in your effort. You don't get your job done. You're not reliable. You're not going anywhere in your career that way. So, if you're looking at it from a career standpoint, I would say every time consistency over creativity, you need to be consistent. I think where that flips is when you are running the business, but then again, you still, it's not like it flips. Like if we were consistency was at an 80 and consistency was at a, or if consistency was at an 80 and creativity was at a 20, I think it flips where maybe not flips is a good word, but it goes from like consistency needs to be like 70 creativity, 30 creativity needs to be there more if you're operating, but you still need to be consistent for the people that are working under you. We've all had those chefs that are never consistent. They show up one day, they're pissed off. They show up one day, they're happy. Show up one day and you know they want to do X, Y, and Z with plating. The next day it's plated a different way. The next day the recipe's changing. The next day there's too much salt. It all goes on and on and on. And the black hole of trying to please a chef becomes your entire uh, need uh, to be in the kitchen rather than actually cooking and performing for your guests. So I think both operator and career-wise as a worker, consistency over creativity all day. All right. Responding to some on Twitter. This is at at Sam Glass on Twitter. It's at an entry level consistency. As one progresses, creative input. Master the basics and then create. At the same time, journal your creative thoughts and save them for future use. Great point from Chef Sam Glass on Twitter. Great, great point. Just because you're coming up in the industry doesn't mean your ideas aren't worthwhile. And you might have, you might understand from a functionality standpoint how things work and you just like i think that's a big part of cooking is actually being able to physically do it i think a lot of us can understand why and how certain things work but we have to build our skill sets physically to be able to perform them so just because you can't perform something that would lead to a creative output doesn't mean you have to throw that idea away because you're obviously going to learn it at some point so very important to save them for future future use At Logan Anson three on Twitter says, obviously this answer depends on context, but generally speaking, I believe it comes down to consistency 95% of the time. It's the only, only in all caps way to get truly good at and being comfortable with something which will then bring about creativity. I agree with that. At eight eight, eight Elon Musk. I'm not sure where they had it. I'm sorry if I have messed up the Twitter name. It's A-T-E-L-O-N-M-U-S-K. Consistency over time is the only way to build sustainable business in this environment. Creativity can create hype, engagement, etc., but creativity does not p- play well with high fixed cost models. Super, super important. We talked about this a little bit before, but being in business, needing to be consistent. You know, you have low margins, you have fi- high fixed cost models, you have such thin, uh runway to make financials work in this industry. So I agree with this. And the last thing on Twitter at the underscore Caleb roller, consistency is kind of what makes creativity. If you don't bind yourself to the structure of the menu, you will never appreciate the opportunities where you get to do something completely your own. Consistency builds what creativity displays. There's a time and a place for both. So after all that being said, here are my final thoughts on it. I think you really need to put into context where and what you're asking it about. If we're gonna talk about food, serving to guests, I think there needs to be a balance of both. If we're gonna talk about your career, I think consistency needs to overarch and over um, be, be overemphasized over creativity because be, the consistent people, think about it in your kitchen. Who do you rely on the most? The dishwasher that shows up every day, the line cooks that show up to their station and do their jobs every day, the, peop- the chef that can come in every day and make the kitchen operate so that you operate at a good food cost so that he's able to pay his staff fairly or she's able to pay her staff fairly. Those are the types of people in this industry that really succeed from a business standpoint. Creativity in process, I think, is, should be something that's over leveraged and consistency because creative processes can make businesses better. Going back to the McDonald's example might not be the most inspiring food. You're not gonna go there and get a chef's table at McDonald's, but the creativity and their process, whether or not you agree with the food quality or what it stands for, or what it does, the creativity to make their consistency, it's highly creative and it was highly thought out and highly specialized. Different context for different things, but overall, if you were to do next score, I think consistency is a little bit more important in the restaurant and food industry as a whole. But I think obviously creativity is needed. And I don't think I, I don't think it's an and or, but the question was which is more important. And for me, consistency will always be that way. I know some of you will say creativity. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So email me at linecookthoughts at outlook.com or DM me on Instagram at cook Thoughts. Thank you to everyone who shared this on this answer. And yeah, I just love sharing these solo episodes with you going over these topics. So there you have the solo episode for this Line Cook Thoughts podcast. Once again, thank you everyone who answered the question. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to check out my newsletter, go to linecookthoughts.com. Put your email into the subscribe uh, function. Hit submit. You will be subscribed every Monday. The newsletter goes out with some great information uh, that is really just a bunch of information i found over the last four years that i want to share with you all also if you're listening on apple or spotify please leave a review i'm um, all i'm asking for is an honest review it helps me get better as a podcaster it lets me know what you think of the podcast it lets me know what you think of the show Line well, cook thoughts and thank you all for listening one other shout out i'd like to say is my last episode on noma closing it was a collaborative with justin Kahn. i got so many plays i had so many people reach out to me if you haven't seen it or heard it Check out the episode that I put out before this one with Justin Khana talking about Noma closing. I feel like there was so much great insight. I got so much great feedback on that. So thank you if you listen. If you haven't, go check that out. and I will see you all on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.